Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers. With the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show, live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. I'm Kevin Holden, filling in as we search for who is going to be in this chair more permanently. Sam, of course, is in his chair permanently. That's Sam Schmitz. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. The show goes on. No matter who's sitting in this chair I'm in, the show goes on. And honestly, it's about who we're talking with, who we're talking sports with as much as anything. And check this one out. Dan Plesak, former Brewer, current MLB Network analyst. He's got MLB tonight shortly, but he is kind enough to join us now ahead of time because, look, we all love talking Brewers, and that includes the former Brewer. Dan Plesak, how's it going? It's doing great. Hey, and the Brew Crew back in first place where they should be, right? Man. Lots of baseball left, but I have to like where they've come from. Man, it's, so you're halfway almost through the season, approaching the halfway mark. And, you know, it, you you did it for several years in the big leagues. You understand that you can't get too caught up in one game or three or five or seven or whatever. But overall, Craig Council is doing it again, and he's doing it with guys that are hurt up and down this lineup and with pitchers that are hurt too. He's a magician, isn't he? He really is. And when you think about it, this is a team that has been built primarily around their starting pitcher. Woodruff on the IL, Peralta on the IL, Ashby on the IL. So those are three big arms on the IL right now that they're hoping to get back sometime during the second half of the season. Burns probably sooner than later at Woodruff, sooner than later. Um, it's a team that continue to find ways to win. Uh, the only concern that I have, and I know you get tired of harping on this subject, I, I just would like to see Kristen Yelich come back to be some kind of player close to what we saw 2018, 2019, because if he could do that, it's just going to add a world of offense to this Brewers lineup. I think it's interesting that Council is helping Yelich try to get back to himself by taking the homer pressure, the power pressure off of him. In other words, he could move Yelich to six or seven in the order, but what he's doing is moving him to one in the order. And I think that part of that is it ensures, I won't say it forces him, but it ensures him to be more patient. Got on base three times yesterday, two walks. It, it does. And and I think he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. You know, the Brewers have won without him being that MVP caliber player now for going on the third season right now. And we gave him a pass the COVID year. We're hoping to see something better last year. It was a little bit better, but not much better. 
I, I I know that there's good baseball left in Christian Yelich. I just don't know if he's fighting you know, those demons internally, like you know, worrying about missed time and trying to get back to being the player that he was or the player, the player that he's capable of being. Um, if that happens and he gets back to being some type of player that was the NL MVP or a guy that's in the conversation for that, it takes a lot of pressure off of the rest of that lineup. Listen, they were struggling last year until they acquired really Adamas, and he kind of turned the fortune of that offense around. It's been a different hero every day, which is a good thing, but sooner or later, they're going to need the real Christian Yelich to step up. Dan Plesak, former Brewer, current MLB Network analyst. You can find him on Twitter, at Plesak19. Dan, you spent you spent years here. You know this city, this fan base, this uh, the, the hunger here for sports on a year-round basis. The fact that this Brewers team has made the postseason four years in a row when they had made the postseason four years total leading into 2018, before 2018, uh, you... You, you can identify with it. How how important is it for, for a fan base like this to be rewarded if they can make it this year five years in a row? Well, one of the things, since that new ballpark opened, it's been a game changer for people in the state of Wisconsin because the days, if you want to go out and tailgate before a game, you want to freeze, you want to be out in the snow, you could do that. But you walk into that ballpark, and I tell people this all the time, you could go in a blindfold and blindfold somebody, set them out on the pitcher's mound, take the blindfold off and say, hey, where are you? And you would never have thought in a million years that a ballpark like that would be in Milwaukee compared to what Old County Stadium was. It's a fabulous place to watch a baseball game, and I think it does help. As much as the natives there, they love the cold in April, they love the cold in September and October, but there's something nice about going to a Brewers game when you go inside. You can have that if you want it. You can tailgate in the snow. You can throw snowballs in April and have all the fun you want. But, boy, once you come into that ballpark, it's a great ballpark to watch a game. They have a great working, great concessions. It's a great place, and I think you put the fact between that and a really good team at the same time, and you've got a combination that's a winner, and that's why you see a lot of seats, a lot of fannies in those seats in April, in September, on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday night, and it doesn't matter who the Brewers are playing. That ballpark has been a game-changer, but what has helped, they put a winning product into that ballpark, too. Can't beat this time of year in Wisconsin, for sure. So, Dan, we have something unique. I, I don't know. I, maybe I shouldn't call it unique, but the, there, there are two of us here. There's me and there's Sam. Sam is the, the producer, the guy that's the real star of the show. The three of us, we're all lefties, which means we've we've got our own sort of line of thinking that uh, that like 90% of the population doesn't really understand, right? No question about it. Listen, <laughs> see the game, you see the world differently when you're left-handed. It's just the way it is. I would say it's more inward thinking. You just look at life a little bit different, and it could be a really good thing if you let it be, and I try to look at it that way. It's a positive being a lefty. Sammy, Sammy's, uh, you know... He's uh, he's looking in here, you know, waiting to come out of the bullpen. I think this is the first time ever on the show we've had all three lefties running everything: guest, host, it's, producer. It's, it's great, dude. It's go, it's it's taking off with flying colors right now, right? You're talking Miller. You're talking the ballpark. You're talking the Milwaukee Brewers, the state of Wisconsin. How can it get any better? I mean, it's it's the truth. But and and of course, you know, the the lefty thing extends to the to this pitching staff as well, and that guy at the back end who is. Oh, he's, He's amazing. He he really is. And the more you watch Josh Hader, 
the more you appreciate, and I hope that Brewer fans don't take him for granted. There have been some great pitchers that have put on that Milwaukee Brewer uniform. And listen, I get it. Raleigh Fingers, Don Sutton, Mike Caldwell, Teddy Higuera, Juan Nieves, Chris Basio. Uh, I, listen, he is the best pitcher. He's the best reliever to ever put on a uniform for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's not only been good, he's been durable, he's been dependable, he can pitch back-to-back days. And he, he takes the ball, rain or shine. I can't say enough good things about Josh Hader. And when you think of the Brewers, and I've said this on the air and I'll say it again, I think he is the most indispensable player on their team. If they were to lose him for an amount of time, I think the Brewers would be up against it. He is a constant, and you know what you're getting at that back end of the bullpen. He's, had, he's virtually been unbelievable this season and I think he's the key to where the Brewers are going keep him healthy keep him ready for the ninth inning he's a game changer for the Brew Crew Dan Plesak former Brewery is with MLB Network uh, MLB tonight of course starting around five o'clock and Dan so the Brewers are off today and they are between these series where you have Toronto at home that one just finished up and then they go to Tampa Bay to battle the Rays Interleague play is still, in baseball historic terms, it's a, quote, recent phenomena. did not happen during your playing days, but it happens in, in recent days. Do you like it more or like it less that players now have to deal with scouting for the entire league, both leagues, American and national? Listen, I'm, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that. I, I get it and I understand the, the interleague play. I get it. And I think it is cool for, I, I'll, I'll be honest, my first seven years playing in Milwaukee, I never got a chance to play at Wrigley, never got a chance to experience the American National League ballparks. I think it's cool, um, but I also think that at times the newness of it has worn off and let's let's put it that way it does make for extra scouting it does make for a little bit you know game planning makes it a little bit more difficult but i think it's cool that the players get a chance to go to Tampa to see what it's like to play at the trop they get a chance to go to minnesota and when you think about it the brewers of minnesota that was an intense rivalry through the mid 80s when the brewers were still in the american league east it was the 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 Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox were the main rival for the Milwaukee Brewers. And I think it's cool that players get a chance to see the other league, different ballparks, and does it present some challenges? Yes, but I like it. Yeah, you. I'm thinking about that, that Twins thing now, and your time with the Brewers coincided with a Twins team that won two World Series. You, I mean, you saw a lot of Kirby Puckett and Tom Brunanski and guys oh, back in the day. Oh, I, I called that place the the house of hell, the hell, place of chaos. <laughs> that, the Metrodome was an incredibly home field advantage for the Twins. Balls that were fly balls that were lost in that roof in the ceiling. Um, they had a great fan base, and they brought their fans to County Stadium when the Twins came to Milwaukee. It was a great rivalry, but nothing matched to me what the White Sox and the Brewers had. I mean, when the the weather was nice and White Sox came, fans came up north to Milwaukee on a Friday and Saturday night, the bleachers were packed. Those were the two rivals, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and the White Sox. That's that it was it was great times American League baseball in Milwaukee and I mean great times for the for the Brewers. I everybody that I have talked to in my time in media here that was on the team during your time basically there with the team and I'm talking about Yount, I'm talking about Molitor, I'm talking about uh, uh, Jim Gantner, you know, even going back a little bit with guys like Gorman Thomas. I cannot get over how approachable and down to earth 
everybody is. I mean, baseball baseball is a fame sport. It has a way of producing very famous, very big people and big egos. They didn't exist, it feels like, on your Brewers teams that you played on. Yeah, it 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 was it was just it was a different time, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with technology, the internet, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's just it, it it's a different climate altogether for players, for fans, for the league. Um, it's just there's a lot more that's out there on a daily basis, it, and in some ways it's better, in some ways it's more of a hindrance for players, but it is a different time. Dan Plesak, former Brewer, current MLB Network analyst. Dan, I really appreciate the time. This is great, everybody. Check out MLB Tonight starting at 5 o'clock. Who are you on with today? I'm going to be on with Bo, Bo Porter and Fran Charles. We're going to tee it up top of the hour at 5 o'clock Central Time in Milwaukee. you got enough time for makeup. That was our plan That's all along. I'm going right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, much appreciated. Thank you. Jake, thank you very much, and go Brew Crew. There you go. Thanks. Dan Plesak, former Brewer, now with MLB Network. And he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of banquility, get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Did you say banquility? Banquility. That's a, that's a, that's a new one. Whoever came up with the script for Great Midwest Bank... A plus, man. Because banquility, like I say it, and you're like, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's the combination of banking and feeling calm at the same time in a single word. So there you go. That's impressive. <laughs> How long do you think it takes him to do Dan Plesak's makeup? Hmm. Hmm. Probably not long. <laughs> Does he need it? Like I don't even think about like makeup for a lot of these guys. Like I know you work on TV and all that, but like me as a guy, I just don't think like anybody. Yeah, you've when, not had to when wear they're it. on TV. I'm like. I don't, I don't. I don't even think about it. At the network level, it's a it's a different animal though, because they have people who oh, do yeah. it, right? So you go in and they they apply like, <laughs> I don't know how far down this rabbit hole you want to go, but they that you know there's a base they apply. There's some stuff under the eyes. They they Jeez. work a little bit. They'll they'll even like kind of pencil in a little extra on the eyebrows that you you don't need it. You're young, but he's not, and I'm not. Right. And we need it. Uh, I at at my level. I do that myself, mm-hmm. but at his level, there's somebody oh, yeah. who does that for that's, him. That's their job. Yeah. But I, you know, now you got me thinking because Rowdy Telez is on MLB Network like a week or two ago. So I, do they do that to him too? Probably not for players. Okay. They probably just grab him. I was just wondering because, man, make, the way you make it sound like it sounds like they're getting the Joker ready, you know, for a movie. Hey, it can be pretty ridiculous. You know, because the the idea of getting your you know everything together for for TV and like I said, the eyebrow thing especially, man, they can really kind of clown it up if it's too much. You now know? I'm never gonna watch TV the same, Kevin. You you will <laughs> you will notice, and obviously, look, this is this is simply a statement of how how things work in society today. The women who are on television have probably been applying makeup because that tends to happen more with women in society outside of TV than men, right? So with men on television, you can tell if there's a bad makeup job applied. Like, you can tell it. I, I had uh, this foundation that was way too dark for me I because I my skin tone is a little bit off, and when I was younger, it was even darker. And so I, I was trying to find the thing that would work, and I found something that was way too dark. So I applied it, and you could see this jawline... <laughs> 
<laughs> where the makeup ended and my face began, and they were two different colors. I'm sure you have pictures of this. Oh no! Oh no! No, we oh, we man. destroyed every evidence of that. Damn. But I had a I had an old friend who happened to be in the town I was working in at that time, and he called me and he said, "What is going on with your face?" <laughs> You're lucky, man, because knowing me, I'm a child. Anytime Rami would tell me not to do something, I would do it. You would snap snap pics and post. Oh, them that and... would be my profile picture if I ever found a picture of you like that. <laughs> No, it does not exist. Literally, not even in my archives. I'm like, there is no chance whatsoever. Hey, we've got uh, we've got more coming up. We're going to talk some more brewers on the fan app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Afternoon show next. The Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM The Fan. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Kevin Holden stepping in from CBS 58 today and all this week. Sam Schmitz, of course, with us. On the controls, keeping things going. Thank goodness for that. I would be exploding things if I pushed these buttons that he's pushing right now. Uh, this show brought to you in part by News Nation. Want the news without the noise? News Nation is news for all of America. Reporting all sides, no spin, no agendas. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. So... My understanding is we're about to have some fun here. Travis and Brown Deer? Trav and Brown Deer is on the line, one of the uh, afternoon show's you know, frequent callers. Trav, what you got for today? Well, I got to leverage everything, you know. And uh, <laughs> Kevin, uh, uh, nice to talk to you, I think, maybe once or twice. But, uh, yeah, uh, if well, Sam gives me uh, – I get punched off a lot, but uh, what? I love him. Yeah. They they hang up on you? Are no, you kidding? Not no, 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 not no. on this I show, Trav. Myself sometimes. Oh, I but, see. Uh, right. I, I call in because you know I, I sort of can wing it on a couple of subjects. The Brewers ain't playing. The Bucks, you know. So this this is a great show, and uh, uh, for the Brewers, we'll be all right. Uh, uh, Woodruff, come hey. Hopefully the uh, bugaboo injuries are over it. And I know I was listening to you guys earlier. I was late, you know. Uh, you just got to get fire and don't rest people. And I know Sam said that. Uh, you got to play. You got to catch fire like, like the Packers did any team, you know. Right. Um, 
it just um I don't know, man. I, I just No, that's that's a good take, Trav. We appreciate it. Is that all you got for today? Uh yeah. All right. Have a yeah. good one, Trav. I, I'm glad it's uh just nice and warm. Man, yeah, I heard that. Did. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Trav, right. I appreciate it. I, I just tweeted that uh, I think there's an inspirational quote in what what was just said. We'll be okay. Was the quote? Yeah. So I I, I I tweeted that. You could grab an inspirational quote. I might get a little. Yeah, might have to decipher it a little bit. But you can get an inspirational quote from Trav and Brown Deer every day on the <laughs> afternoon show. We'll be okay. Trav and Brown Deer talking about the Brewers. I, but, that's great. We'll uh-huh. be okay. I'm so I'm so happy that the weather as it is because I went to the Brewer game on Tuesday. It was 100 degrees and all that. Oh, man. And then they closed the roof halfway through the game. Oh, man. And on top of that, they were getting blown out by the Cardinals. Nolan Gorman's going four for four. Talk about a miserable experience. I mean, you're talking like – because that with the roof closed – like if they close the roof at 6 in the morning, yeah, it's 100% humidity in there. If they close it during the game when it's hot, that humidity's got to be just – like stuff's got to be dripping from the ceiling. I, my dad was telling me a long time ago that he went to the home run derby and the all-star game in Milwaukee when I was here at the time. And I forget which event it was, but they, they all of a sudden closed the roof and it was so hot that day. And you could just hear an, an audible, you know, collective crowd just go, <laughs> so it's so, it's just, it's hard to describe, especially to someone from out of town. It's like, well, it can't be that hot. It's not that it's that hot. It's, it's it's humidity. Right. It's 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 like a sauna inside. I don't feel there. like I'm breathing. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I, my first the first time I was here as a Milwaukee media member, my first day on the job at CBS fifty eight in two thousand nine, I got in and I filled the paperwork out and they said, "Let's go to Miller Park." Got mm-hmm. a stand up, uh, you know, sports reporter at the time had a had a stand up he was doing. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. And I walk in and I'm like, "What?" I I had just come from Florida and I'm like, "Why is it Florida in Dude, here?" Every time I go to California. The weather is always nicer here than it is in California every time I go. And it's all you think of California, you think of the the sun and all the nice weather. Nope, every time I go it's just, you know, cloudy and rainy. <laughs> Wait, I don't, in California? I, exactly. San Diego, California. Every time I go it's cloudy and rainy. Is that is that humanly possible? No, cuz every time I go they're like, "Oh, it's the first time it's rained in like forever." I'm like, "Yeah, of course, cuz I'm here." You brought the rain with you. I know. Why are you bringing the rain to Southern California? Although if it turns out to be Brewers and Padres in a playoff series, I got an idea. Oh, do tell. Sammy Road Trip. Let's go. I'll be there next week for a Padres Giants game. Okay. So maybe it'll rain. Well, so th- that'll and be then our maybe I can watch test. the Brewer game then. Right. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go to a local bar and be like, yeah, can you put the Brewers yeah, game on? Yeah, I mean, there's Padres rained out. And let's, get, let's get the Brewers on here. So if it rains, if it's Padres Giants and it rains, right. then we know there's something here. Because oh, yeah. the thing about playoff baseball is they can't play around with it the way they do with regular season baseball it's slotted into a national time slot on yeah. television so they got to play it and they're probably going to play through rain and i think if that benefits the brewers you're going to need to be the fan correspondent at this playoff series oh say less i'm you know joe zanzola may be gone at this station but i'm he's still here in spirit because i'm basically the dark cloud of doom in a <laughs> you know fun size candy size <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> isn't there a Twitter account that was something like that? At like the time, was... there was a, a dark cloud of doom for dark Joe Zanzola <laughs> because you know we would always send them to a lot of these away games, especially Packers with um, you know Mike Clemens at the time. And every time, um, didn't matter who was playing, how hot they were going into that week, if Joe was there, they would lose. And it was always like playoff games, Badgers and the Rose Bowl and stuff like that, and they would you know everything would go wrong. And and then he'd say. 
well, I have bad luck again. Right. I mean, that's when, before the Bucks won the championship, that was peak Wisconsin sports curse. You know, everybody believed in that stuff. I told you about that night, about me turning to Stralo on the air. Mike Stralo is our anchor who's been there since the station launched. Mm-hmm. He's been a Wisconsin sports fan his whole life. His whole life he's yeah. dealt with this. And I turned to him because I know that that's that means like a lot of years of heartbreak, right? Oh. So they win the championship, and there are three of us. Natalie Shepard uh, is in the middle. She's uh, If you watch our nighttime show, she's she's on the anchor desk and then Stralo. Yeah. So these two are consummate professionals. They're fantastic. And I'm just the, the wacky sports dude sitting next to them. Right. So there's a point where I like lean forward like you know, so that I can kind of go past Natalie and, and, and talk to Mike, and I, I like lean out with the camera looking at the side of my face, and I'm like, you see, Mike? You can have nice things. And he's like, he does this thing. Uh, from Family Guy, when when Stewie's head turns completely sideways, mm-hmm. that's what Stralo's head turns co- totally sideways, and I'm like, you don't have to lose to right. the Dodgers and the Seahawks, and, and uh, his eyes are like Bobby Portis, man. It was well, funny. Now, I mean, out of all the teams to win a championship after the Packers did that Super Bowl, if you were to tell me at the time when the Packers won their Super Bowl a couple years ago, like if you were to tell me as a Wisconsin sports fan from a guy like in Back to the Future, or whatever. That the next team in Wisconsin to win a championship wouldn't be the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, right? Or the Brewers after getting an MVP a couple seasons from Christian Yelich. No, it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks, and they're going to find this guy Giannis Antetokounmpo from Greece, <laughs> who just happens to be the best player in the NBA, and he's going to win back-to-back MVPs too, and a Finals MVP as well, and score fifty in Game Six. I'd be like, get get out of here. There's, There's a no glitch way. in the Matrix, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm living in the weirdest timeline. And I mean, here it is, right? This middle of that that round pick. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't do it a lot. I, you know, I, I try to bring some facts into the studio. Right. And I, I didn't get a lot of time to do that today, but I do have this one. So that 2013 first round, Giannis is far and away the best pick of that of that draft. There's yeah. no question. Uh, do you know from that draft who has the second most career points? Behind Giannis, and he's and he's three thousand points behind Giannis. Um, so we're talking about from that draft before Giannis was picked. This was, or yeah, it could be anybody from that draft. Anybody in that draft? I think this guy was taken before Giannis, but it was I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. But it I, was that draft. So because I watched Rise today, I got a quick recap of how bad that draft was. It really was. Anthony Bennett was taken first overall, <laughs> which uh, before the draft I'd never heard of Anthony Bennett, and I was big into college basketball at the time. But I'm going to guess it was C.J. McCollum. That's correct. Well yeah. done. Do you know who was third? Um, I want to say Oladipo, but Oladipo's been injured so long. Yep. He's close, but he was Michael not- Carter-Williams, I remember, was taken in that draft. Yeah. The third one, I, I was- I don't think I'm going to be able to guess the third. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, man. I forget he was a lottery pick. Right? Wow. The Hawks? Yeah. Jeez. He's like 8,000-something career points. That draft, I kid you not, you could probably rank you know, the worst drafts in NBA history, just like collective talent in the, in the lottery and all that. Right. That is definitely one of those ones that's up there. And it happened to be you know, Giannis not only slips to the Bucks in that draft, but 15th overall. That's crazy. Right. Like you're talking, it's outside the lottery. Right. Because at the time, if you wanted to take Giannis, it was clearly a project pick. But it turned out to be the best pick. Yeah, it's, it is. It is literally the best, the best project ever undertaken in in Wisconsin sports because Favre was a, a good college quarterback who was miscast in a system in Atlanta. His coach Jerry Glanville didn't believe in him. Exactly. So it, there was obvious talent, a good enough to trade a first round pick for him. So mm-hmm. that, like, you imagine trading a first rounder for an existing player today? 
Like in Khalil today, Mack in, is all you can do that with. In today's NFL, like giving up a first round pick is like a sin. Yeah. For anybody. So the the fact that they did that for a guy who hadn't played in Atlanta, he was just stashed over there. It's crazy. Uh, and and it turned out to be the I imagine the best trade they've ever made uh in the, for that franchise. But th- so that's one, but this is a guy who okay, Favre there was some history. Uh the the picks of, you know, the the best brewers ever, Robin Yount, you know, that that sort of thing. Those are those are guys who at least come with some sort of pedigree. Right. Giannis didn't have like he's a guy that like John Hammond was having to struggle to find video of if I remember all the highlights from his draft night because I was watching a couple minutes ago it's all like this it feels like somebody's like their VHS camera like was taking video inside of one of the you know Greece academies and all that that's all there was it was just there he didn't play in like a lot of FIBA games and all that so it was all just this academy film that he had you know it was basically just like five on five in a gym against other you know people in Greek uh, academies at the time there's nothing you imagine John Hammond in a room trying to show this to a group of professionals, and they're like looking at each other, like he's crazy. He's gonna, he's like everybody's like, this is the pick that's gonna lose his job. Yeah, the Bucks are gonna move to Seattle in two years, and he's the reason. Right, but now they have a championship. He's a back-to-back MVP, Most Improved Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP. Just incredible. In a decade of incredible Wisconsin sports stories, I think he is the best one. Tim Allen is is the best sports storyteller that you're going to find, and he's going to tell us some good stories next here on the Fan Afternoon Show. The Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM, The Fan. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, Brought to you in part by News Nation. Want the news without the noise? News Nation is news for all of America. Reporting all sides, no spin, no agendas. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. Okay, this is going to be fun. Tim Allen... The host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing post-game show. You see him and and read his tweets on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. Tim, uh, so Dan Plesak was on a couple breaks ago, a couple blocks ago, and I I am a, I cannot help but be the much younger person that I was, the kid that I was collecting those 1987 tops mm-hmm. wood grain bordered cards with Dan Plesak on them. I he yeah. he instantly transports me to that time. Does he does does he do that with you? All, all the time, all the time. I'm I'm right there with him. I mean, I, I don't know our age difference, but uh, probably is not that far off. But I'm right there with him, and that's the that's the little kid in you with regards to baseball and, and sports in general. I mean, it, it does lead you back to, you know, the, collecting your cards and how, you know, I always refer to this, Kevin, and you can, you can probably relate as well. Sam and I were just talking about it over the weekend, how you kind of went through your, your baseball cards and you, you kind of, at least I did, I sat down on the floor and it was like a graph it was just like across the top 11 across 11 down and you were just by sorting it by team and then by players and it, it that's part of the game that's part of the little kid in the game and and these players have gone through it too now there may have been some changes over the years in terms of can and this would be the biggest change for me can can kids afford to collect baseball cards yeah can do kids can they? Can families afford to go out and buy a good glove and new baseballs? Can they afford the catcher's gear? Can they afford all this stuff? That to me is, has changed the landscape, Kevin. Because you know, drive through Milwaukee on a Saturday morning and compare 2022 here to I don't know 19. 
78 or, or even 86, okay, you will not see an open ballpark because that's just what they did. That's just what we did at that time was we'd take your bike down to the park or walk down to the park. You'd have three or four guys, and by the end of the afternoon, <laughs> there was like 12 or 14 guys, and you got a game going here. And it was like Field of Dreams in Iowa. Just People just started showing up. It's not like that anymore, but uh, for, for those of us at a certain age range, it, it still brings us back to being a kid. It's, it is interesting the things you learned from it because we had a field in my neighborhood, and, and so you, if you got enough guys together, you could play. Well, the field we had was based on uh, the fences were property lines. They were literal fences, and because of it, we had this super short right field fence, and I learned to become an opposite field hitter on that field, man. <laughs> There you go. And, and even basketball courts these days, you just see them empty so much. And that, that to me, is, is not an affordability thing either. You need a basketball. That's yeah. what you need to shoot some hoops, right? Yeah, and I don't want to be shaking my fist at clouds, but, I, but there's, there's no question that just for me personally, the more time that I put down that device and I start going out and doing <laughs> stuff, the better I feel on the inside. It's really no, true. No, it's okay to be the get-off-my-lawn guy. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Tim, you, the best part about this is we get to do this on a Brewers off day, and we get to do it in a game right after a game in which the Brewers put up 10 because – I don't have to come at you with the same three questions that you mm-hmm. get every time you talk to somebody here. I get to say stuff like, Tim, how cool is it that Rowdy Telez goes yard in the first, goes yard in the second, walks in the sixth, and the Brewers seem to have a semblance of an assembly line on offense yesterday? It was a nice feeling. It, it was a nice feeling, and it, and it was in attack mode also. And we discussed that on, on the show yesterday that – if you look at the first six hitters uh, in a five-run inning for the Brewers, what six of them swung, four of the six were two pitches or less. One was three pitches, and the other was Yelich, who always tends to go deep. Swing the bat, Yelich. Although he is getting on base, so I, I, I don't have too much to complain about with, with that regard. But they finally attacked. There was two stolen bases in that inning. There was a, an attempted sacrifice bunt that ended up just a beautiful bunt base hit by Jace Peterson. You got on the attack mode, and that was good to see. It, it boils down to, is the offense going to be good enough? Are they going to be an elite or great offense? No, they're just not. Everybody knows it. I think they know it. They'll probably admit it to you that we're not going to be a great offense, but we are going to be a good one. That's where I think I've, I've shown a little patience with. Uh, there's some frustration that, that pops up from time to time. But I, I do believe that uh, they are going to be an above-average offense. I do. And, but they've got to get healthy. I mean, I thought I read something uh, this morning that, you know, with all your main A lineup guys, you've had four games this year with the likes of Renfro and – and, and Wong and, and Omar all in the lineup, Luis Urias and Willie Adamas all taking time uh, out with injuries. Four games thus far with your best lineup on the field. So hopefully that'll change. And, and if clearly, if you get your best lineup on the field, your, your offense is going to um, be a little more productive. But how much more productive? That's the key. I, I know everybody wants 2018 Yelich back. I would love 2018 Lorenzo Kane. He would have been... Uh, just a a nice table setter for the folks in the in the middle of the order, but of course we we don't live in 2018. It was a fun no. year, but it's gone. And and so Tyrone Taylor, I think, becomes that guy. How comfortable are you 
playing Tyrone Taylor as your everyday center fielder? Not. Uh, although, I'm, I'm not 100% comfortable with it. He, he's been known to get on a little hot streak here and there. And, you know, since it's not Lorenzo Cain, then you saw what they did with Jonathan Davis. Swept him up and swept him in and, and got him going. And, and got him. That's where they're at here. So, you know, we're, you know, a month and uh, about a week away from the trade deadline. That's what we're looking at. I, I would be shocked if they didn't get an outfielder. Right. I, would be, I would be blown away if they didn't acquire an outfielder to some capacity. I don't know who it is. I don't know how, how good he's going to be. But unless you're going to go down and try and resurrect a Corey Ray, unless you're going to uh, grab one of your prospects up before their time, and unless you're going to re-sign Lorenzo Cain, unless you're going to you know, go with a David Dahl, you're going to have to get an outfielder. And it could be a game changer. One guy, someone asked me the other day, Kevin, you know, is one guy really going to make the difference with this crappy offense? It did last year. Look at Willie Adamas. That was one guy. One guy came in. It changed everything. The whole landscape changed. It was 30 games over 500 from the day he set foot into Milwaukee. So it can happen, yes. And then the other half of acquiring that outfielder is is how and that's that's the other question i would have is any idea as to how they might go about getting that outfielder what do you give up yeah you do have uh some prospect capital now for the first time in a long time you obviously have the pitching both at the big league and the minor league level and now you've got guys that are you know probably uh, mr kevin holden i would think you may uh, agree with this maybe a two years away mm-hmm. on the on the position player side. Um, Weimer and Joe Gray Jr., Hedbert Perez, Sal Freelich, uh, Garrett Mitchell, all these guys. These are these, Some of these guys are going to be really, really good Major League Baseball players in a Brewers uniform. Some of, some of them are. They're not all going to miss. They're not. When you, when you get six or seven of them grouped together, they're not all going to miss. So even if one or two pops up and, and crops up to be uh, you know, a star player, that's good. Look at, the, look at the group that came through in the early 2000s. They didn't expect all of them to hit. Look at, look at J.J. Hardy and Corey Hart and Fielder and Weeks, you know, and then Braun short, shortly after that. I mean, they didn't expect every single one of them to work out. It just turned out that they all turned out to be at least solid, if not star to superstar players at that time. I'm, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen with this group, but there's strength in numbers and just play the odds. Some of them are going to work out. So which ones, that's the key. Are you ready to part with some of those guys or one of those guys when you package it up with possibly a big league pitcher? Now, I know that, they're Kevin, they're going to be a little gun shy when it comes to moving a starter at the big league level. Those of you that are screaming for Hauser and Lauer or one of these guys to go, I think the organization is a little gun-shy to do that just based on the injuries that we've seen in the rotation this year. That could cost you a deep run in the playoffs if you start getting too cute and start moving big league talent. So I would look at it as the prospect sort of uh, move for an outfielder. I like the idea that uh... – the the Brewers value the pitching that they have because it it means they haven't forgotten 
not just their roots, but the roots of like 28 of the major league franchises where finding quality pitching and developing quality pitching was this most elusive quality that the Dodgers and Cardinals found out how to do and the Yankees bought and everybody else was just pitching poor. And and it's it's interesting to see the Brewers get to that spot, but not just interesting, it's no coincidence that four consecutive playoff appearances for this team for a team that had four in its history before 2018. Oh, this is crazy. Right? And and pitching is the middle of that. And it is, man, you and I did how many segments where it's like, how do they fill in behind Giovanni Gallardo? How do they <laughs> fill in behind, you know? We did that for a decade. And now, they the, if they get healthy, and that's a big if with when you're talking about arms, but if they get healthy, you almost are going to have trouble finding the spots yep. on the roster for all the talented pitchers that you have. Good problem to have. It just in case Stearns can't pull the Houdini magic and and grab a couple of relievers or a reliever to supplement that bullpen, it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Hauser, a guy like Ashby, just gets you know elbowed into that bullpen and and not only just be be good in that bullpen. I mean, look at Adrian Hauser for example. If you got to move him out of the rotation at some point. That's a good problem to have because then you get a big ground ball in the sixth inning of a game that is super tight, a one-run game where you got your bullpen's been overworked for two or three games of a series. You got to go to Hauser there in a three-two uh, game, and you just went with Box Williams Hater the night before. Got's a little overworked. You need something. You need a ground ball. There's two on uh, and uh, and two out in a big spot against a big hitter. That could be Adrian Hauser. So because he's he's on a bad roll. Let's face it, he, he is. His last six starts, six-plus ERA. I mean, you, you have to consider the fact that, Adrian, you got to get it together, dude. you got to get it together. We, we can't have you going out there and, and with a six-plus ERA and, and expect uh, you to keep us in a ball game. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if that sort of thing happened as well. But a good problem to have if, if everyone's healthy and you got to start bumping guys. Are you okay if nothing changes at third the rest of the year? And I know right now it's Peterson and and Mike Brasso, and I know that once Colton Wong is back, Luis Arias goes into that that mix at third. Are you okay if the trade market does not mention third, if the Brewers just don't touch anything at third base? Well, um, yes, and and here's why. Luis Urias might be, Kevin, one of the most unlucky young baseball players in the last few years. I mean – he just can't stay on the field for a, a long amount of time. Whether it's, uh, you know, not getting a, a bunch of ABs in, in spring training. Heck, I think it was first or second at bat of his first game in Cactus League. He gets hurt, and he's, you know, that, that, that uh, really prevented him from making the opening day roster. He was rehabbing and doing this, and then he, you know, there was a thumb injury. He just can't. It's just some <laughs> untimely luck for him. You just look at his numbers, though, last year, and there's something to at least be positive about. The 23-75, decent eye at the plate. You're seeing him go deep into some counts. And then once he does get in a rhythm a little bit, I think I'm okay with that. And that uh, piggyback that with Jace Peterson and Mike Brasso go back to the roles that they acquired them for. They didn't acquire these guys to be starters. They didn't. So... Let's let's hold off on on getting on Jason and Brasso for not doing their job, uh, either defensively or or offensively. That that wasn't their role. That's not the type of player they are. Now I, I don't want to knock the guys. I'm sure they want to start, 
they're ball players and they're competitive, but that's not the roles that they that they have. So if you put Louie back at third, that's the way you go. Colton Wong, you have some you have some versatility here in that whatever they're going to do with Keston Hira. Now you can at least shove him out there to play <laughs> defensively, whether it's uh, at second base, the DH, or Louie moves uh, into that DH. Or you know, so there's so much versatility here. If at the end of the day we got to stick with Louie, that's fine. But I don't think he's a cleanup hitter. No, I just that that I, I'm a little leery on Kevin. Speaking with Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show on 1250 AM, the Fan Twitter is at Tim Allen Rants, and it's been interesting this year uh, because we have a Tim and Tim post game show a lot of nights, and Tim Stadium Shea, Stadium Shea, and and look, man, I you know I've I've known that guy for a little while before before <laughs> his return to the Fan, and uh, I gotta say. You you know the old line from Airplane, you try dragging Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes? Yeah, you yeah. are doing a fantastic job dragging Tim Shea through those post-game shows. <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, I feel bad for him because his boy Peter Strezlecki got sent back down. And, <laughs> you know, that, that was his dude. I, I think he may have uh, bought a uh, jersey, a T-shirt jersey of Strezlecki. <laughs> it's not uh, Tim Stadium Shea anymore. It's Tim the Raging Canadian Shea. Yeah, that's what I hear. There's some Canadian thing going on with so, him. So okay, and I and I don't want to steal his story from him, but but apparently he was indeed born he in was. Canada. According to him, his parents were on vacation in Canada, and he was born like early and all that, and so he he is he has Canadian citizenship. Tim, we just roasted him this weekend. Roasted him. He was you you know we did yesterday on Telemundo, and uh, Tim Tim was there and. He, the anthems played. It goes Canadian national anthem first, and then American national anthem, and and then Tim walked into the booth. Timmy walked into the booth, and I, I yelled at him. We were in a commercial break, and he walked in. I said, "You missed your anthem," and he's like, "Star Spangled Banner." I'm like, "No, your anthem." <laughs> yep. and, like we seriously, I have I have made more maple syrup, McKenzie Brothers, Tim Hortons jokes in the last 72 hours than I have yep. made in my lifetime. Yeah, he's he's becoming a uh, young and rising star on the fan staff. He's he's man, I I really do love him to death. So I'm glad you guys are working together. I enjoy listening to the post game show. I enjoy razzing him just as much. Sam enjoys uh, challenging us a little bit on a daily basis on this show with a little segment called Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Isn't that right, Sam? Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that night, gourmet popcorn, cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights gourmet popcorn. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. there's that. 
since Tenacious D, I haven't heard anything sound so Jack Black. It's just amazing. So this is Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Night's Gourmet Popcorn providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 1250 AM The Fan and you get 20% off. What do we got, Sammy? All right. A quick recap of Friday's draft. It was Adam Roberts, Toby Altizer, and myself. So being the fact that we were playing the Blue Jays this past week, and we also learned that Tim Stadium Shea, a.k.a. Tim the Raging Canadian Shea, was also from Canada. We decided to do players that have played in Canada for the pro teams or either players that were born in Canada. And uh, surprisingly, I thought we were doing our favorites, but it turned out to be like the greatest of all time. So Adam Roberts had the great one, Wayne Gretzky, on his team. He won in a landslide with 48% of the vote. Toby finished in second with 27%. I finished in third with 24%. So the standings are, I don't know, I'm sure you remember, Tim, we reset the standings for season three in draft mockery. It's an early it's an early ball game right now. I'm currently in the lead with three wins. Evan Heffelfinger has one win. Tim Stadium Shea has one. Tim, you also have one. And Adam Roberts now on the board with a win. So Kevin, a couple wins here, you know, filling in and all that. You could be, you know, in contention for draft mockery for weeks yeah. to come. I could be a, a, a sort of a rookie of the year contender, newcomer. Right. So we've kind of been tossing this idea around for draft mockery for a couple weeks, and I've always wanted to make sure we do it with Tim Allen. As a, ho- as a participant for this draft. So without further ado, today's draft will be the greatest baseball names of all time. Oh. It can be actual like legal names. It can be, you know how we always refer to like some players by their nicknames, like Rowdy Telez yeah. and all that. It can also be those names as well. So that'll be our draft topic for today. The order, Tim, you'll actually have the first overall pick. I will go second. And then Kevin, because Toby had the first pick last week, you'll yeah. be going third. All right? No worries. All right, Tim. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, I was given a heads up on this, so I, I did a little check in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one in the upstairs uh, computer bank between the ears. Yeah, I could come up with a lot. I have uh, three of my four are brewers sort of connected, believe it or not. But this first one, <laughs> okay, I, I'm a little surprised that, that I'm going to go here. But this first one should win, just win it across the board. Okay, it it should be over. Let's not even draft the rest. Just I win. This is a Jordan okay. Jordan esque yeah. dra- draft figure. Yeah, this this is huge. Not a lot of people have heard of this man, but he played in the 30s and 40s. Oh boy! And he he played for um, Giants and White Sox, <laughs> maybe Pirates. Actually played in the uh, Brewers system. Believe it or not, the Milwaukee Brewers minor league club. In the 30s and 40s. I think he was there in the 30s. Casey Stengel was the manager of that team, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, his name, and, and this is no joke, and I don't think I'm overstepping on FCC. <laughs> no, we might, we might push the limits here, but I don't think we're going to overstep. Yeah. This is his name. Yeah. I mean, this is the baseball name, okay? Johnny Dickshot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting together my big board and all that for the draft. And the names from the 30s and back then in baseball, we could just do one just on that just like then. time period. Yep. So Donnie, Johnny Dickshot, first pick Johnny Dickshot. In yeah, today's he, draft. Uh, yeah, he's actually from just south of the border here, right over in Waukegan. All right, fair enough. Uh, great first pick, Tim. Just legendary. <laughs> It'll be forever remembered in draft mockery history on WSSP. But anyways, my first pick. I'm going to go a little more a little more recent here. He's a coach, and he was a player at the time. 
Give me Rusty Koontz. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. The the thing that I remember about him in this in this era, am I right? He was the White Sox first base coach when that dude came out of the stands and was trying to. Oh like, yeah, go after I believe him. so. Yeah. Yes, yes. But but uh, good career. I mean, that just that's just the most recent memory. May still be coaching too. I'm not sure. So yeah, I think that a lot of these names are going to be. Uh, Testing some boundaries. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, even a little more recent than both of those, current, I believe current coach and definitely a former player, St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. my first selection will be Stubby Clapp. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thought about him, was on the board for He me. was on yes. my board for sure. <laughs> Tim, oh, man. Right. You know, I, I wanted <laughs> to play it right down the middle of the fairway here, and, and, and I've always, one of my favorite players of all time and, and as a kid was Hal McCray. I don't know why. I'm not going to choose him. I, I, I just I love the name, the name Hal McRae. It yeah. just screams baseball, doesn't it? Yep. It yeah. just. But I won't take him. I'd be remiss if I didn't take right-handed pitcher Jim Brewer. There you go. Oh. Actually spelled B-R-E-W-E-R. Jim Brewer. All right. This is my second pick. I thought we were just going to keep you know, going downhill and all that, so I'm glad we're back on track for a little bit. For, for now. now. Yeah, for now. Okay, for now. Yeah. I might lose my job after this, but yeah. oh well. Anyway. All right, uh, with my second pick, give me more modern player. Give me Coco Crisp. Yeah, that's, that's an automatic in this kind of draft. I mean, it's, just, it's one thing to like, you know, be named by cereal, but Coco Crisp. Stays Come delicious on. in milk. Right. So that'll I mean, be my second pick. Kevin, your second so pick. So I, I'm going to go back here, go, go with a little bit of uh, 80s, 80s here and a guy who was the bane of Billy Martin's existence for, uh, for a brief time. Oh, yeah. Shooty Babbitt. Shoot. <laughs> okay. He's one, time, one time he told Earl Weaver, if I ever have Shooty Babbitt playing second base again, shoot me. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I hope... I'm wrong when I made this statement for my next pick. Years ago, I made a statement that says, you know, the only way the Brewers are going to win the World Series is if they pick up this guy as as a reliever. (laughs) Because he's just so connected. His name is Nick Beerbrot. Yes! Oh, I like what you're doing here, Tim. Oh, he's pandering for sure. Yes! Beerbrot. Perfect! This is... This is a Wisconsin draft at a Wisconsin sports talk station. That and, yes. and dude, you're you're center cut with this. This is good. Well, it was until my next pick. Oh, I'll be the one to get us back off track here. here this is once again in a very very old baseball name back from probably even before maybe even the 30s and all that. It's his it's his name though. Give me Cannonball Titcomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what was my first pick? Um. Am I allowed to repeat them back to back? Sure, sure. All right, Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> and then what? What did you just take? Cannonball tip comb. Gotcha. Check and check. Third pick uh, for for me here as I try to steer us in the other direction as fast as we can. Uh, oh, well. I think uh, also a former Oakland Athletic. I could be wrong about that. I remember he played for the Expos. Razor Shines. Oh, that was, oh you. I if was going to go off the grid and that was going to be my last pick. Are yeah, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, baby. Hold, wow. It's incredible what happens to draft mockery and Rami's not here. It gets it, really no competitive. No way. <laughs> I, th- I totally thought I was going to be able to get that in the last round. Damn. And then Tim was also trying to do it, man. Snuck him through. Hold on, uh, you know what? Waste some time. I gotta go grab my list. I got hold on. <laughs> He's hold gonna grab twenty five feet away. <laughs> I love the fact that we have a hundred and thirty years of history, and we're basically in the same nine names. You I know mean, what I mean? So I knew what 
risk I was throwing um, when potentially doing this draft topic. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 probably the greatest draft mockery topic we've ever done. It's up there. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. I mean, there's there's just so many reasons why this works. <laughs> I mean, look, we've okay, we've we okay. pushed the envelope plenty of times, but this this is definitely no, uh, as I, close I, as it know, gets. Wow, Tim. I'm gonna. I'm surprised, I'm gonna just, Tim. Yeah, I know that race. I didn't think anyone was. You, well, grab usually laser you're. I mean, in baseball too. Usually you got like a couple names just ready to go in the holster. Yeah. No. Yeah, I do, but I just wanted to make sure I was I was getting the right one. Right. I could go with my coolest name ever, Hal McRae. Yeah. I could go with a cool name, Cedric Mullins. Oh, that's a good one. That's just a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trey Mancini is kind of a cool, just a, it's got a cool feel just a to it. Just a baseball dude name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Reese Hoskins. Don't get me that's... started on him right now. Yeah. How about another Baltimore <laughs> Oriole, Ryan Mountcastle? Yeah, that's good. Mountcastle, I thought about him. Yeah, that that is cool. They have the coolest names on their roster. Right. They really do. Um, but, uh, oh, man, you guys, you guys <laughs> really got me here. I'm going to go with, uh, I don't even know his first name. <laughs> But Tuffy Rhodes. Yes, Carl is his first name. Carl. Yeah, that's it. Wait, so it's Carl Tuffy Rhodes? <laughs> Tuffy, Tuffy Rhodes, Rhodes hit three homers on opening day one year. Yes, he did for the Cubs. Yep. Oh, man. And I, I probably had like eight major league career homers, but he had three. I think Tyler you know? Houston did the same thing, didn't he, Kevin? Three in a, yeah, three on an opening day. That's oh, right. Yeah. All right, I, I'll, I'll try to get us back on track. I, w- I won't go the immature route, but um, I'll go another legendary just baseball name and all that. Give me... Give me, uh, give me Catfish Hunter. Oh, Catfish. That's a good one. Catfish Hunter. Mark the Bird Fidrich. Oh, that's, see, that's a really good one. Um, the last pick for today's draft, Kevin. It's, I, I think this is a, a fantastic Mr. Irrelevant, um, the last pick in this draft, just because we've, we've brushed up on so, some of the darker areas of language and culture here at <laughs> oh, the first yeah, 11 sure. picks. So I think you have to end with Braves prospect of the 90s and early 2000s, wonderful, terrific Mons. That was his actual name. (laughs) His actual government name was wonderful, terrific Mons. That's a great pick. Oh man! I'm going to do a little studying on this cat. What, what's his deal? He I, was he was uh, Braves prospect, kind of just after the whole like Javi Lopez, Ryan Klesko era, right? Like just the net, like Jermaine Die, like that era. Okay. He was wow. he was a good outfielder. I think he he had a shot <laughs> to play in the show. He was pretty decent. Do I good dare pick. recap the teams? Yes, of course you do. <laughs> Get it, Sammy. Children, cover your ears. Uh, Tim, your team: Johnny Dickshot, uh, Jim Brewer, <laughs> Nick Beerbrot. And Carl Tuffy Rhodes. Oh, so good. My team, Rusty Koontz, Coco Crisp, Cannonball Titcomb, and Catfish Hunter. Ooh, that's good, too. Kevin, your team, Stubby Clap. Uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Shooty. Shooty Babbitt. Razor Shines and Wonderful Terrific Mons. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do here? Wow, good stuff. I oh, love this. I want. I think I'm going to like mount a campaign. I, I've, I've got a softball game tonight. I'm going to get all of them to vote. <laughs> 
I was going to go with Thomas Henry Christensen. Oh, you don't want to know who is left on my board. I, well, probably, and, will and get, I probably will get fired. <laughs> the reason why would be of his initials, Thomas Henry Christensen. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> All right, Tim, thank you for the time. All right, guys. We will uh, make sure to listen to the Gene Weidinger Plumbing Baseball postgame show tomorrow, and we will hear from you then. Guys, sound great as always. Tim, we love you. Have a good one. Bye now. Love you, Tim. Tim is, he's a rock star. I love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan, has he feeling anxious? Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Also a reminder, Knight's Gourmet Popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. When you go there, make sure to mention 1250 and the fan. And you'll get yourself 20% off your order. Why don't we go pick a lane here in a minute? You want to do that next? Let's do it. On the Fan Afternoon Show. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.